Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Big Apple Hockey. It is great to have you guys here. Um, sorry about last night that I didn't do the post-game show as I promised. Uh, it was midnight and I was way too drunk. Uh, I will be doing it, however, on Thursday. More on that in a little bit. I, of course, am Mark Williams, your host. And I am joined by the analytical eye that we need right now, Mr. Anthony Larocco. I gotta, I gotta give it to you, you know, Ranger fans. You, you know, haven't seen the playoffs in five years, and, and you're welcomed back with a three overtime game. Uh, I, if I were you guys, I would have been pulling my hair out. I, I would have wanted no part of that. <laughs> I would have wanted and, a nice, easy, no overtime game, a nice, you know, win, never in doubt. But um, that's the beauty about playoff hockey. Pretty much, and it's, and it's always like that. It's, it's got to be something that drives us all crazy, and. Uh, I got a poll going on right now. Um, just should the Heedle goal have counted, or had, should it have been should it have been disallowed? Is what the poll is going on with. We're going to oh, get we, answers we, that in a minute. We know what Mark Messier's vote on that is. Oh yeah, he said well, he actually agreed with it. He agreed with it being disallowed. Yeah, from what I hear, that's what some comments I've read on Twitter. I didn't see uh, it firsthand, right. but. Well, you know, because obviously Mark Messier, who barreled over many goaltenders in his career, you know, <laughs> that's what he would he would do. All right, but we're gonna break down all that that happened last night. The Rangers fell in triple overtime to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Igor Sesterkin, franchise record, seventy nine saves, and we're gonna get more on him in a minute. Uh, the Rangers got ahead, a two goal lead, and then Pittsburgh tied it. Goal by Jake Gensel. Actually, two goals by Jake Gensel. Both of them where he got lost behind the defense, and those were inexcusable. We're going to break those down in a second. Chris Kreider gave him a 3-2 lead before Brian Russ tied the game at 5-3. And once again, officiating. Officiating has been the story of the playoffs so far. It has been ridiculous. I said in the notes uh, last night uh, before the game that uh, for, by the way, Anthony, first it was a blank video that I put out for 45 minutes. That was awesome. Uh, that was a technical glitch. But um, uh, Daryl Sutter said there's there was about six penalties per game right now. And, you know, you can't get into a parade to the penalty box with the Pittsburgh Penguins because that's something that they want. They kill the penalty. And even with the Rangers having the ninth best penalty killing in the league, you, you can't be doing that. Yeah. No, you can't. I mean, no. it is, <laughs> uh, I don't know, say, like, you, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning found that out against the Maple Leafs. They, they they took too many penalties and the Maple Leafs hurt them. So even though it's the playoffs, the referees are, you know, still going to call them if they, if they see a blatant one. So um, not putting the whistles away yet. Well, before we even get to any of the comments and guys keep them coming because Wow, just uh, I'm, I'm just in absolute disbelief. Uh, there is a yes. We do have a yes now for the uh, the poll so far. Somebody did say yes. So good thing we're at least being a little bit neutral. We're going to be breaking that down in a moment. But if you looked at it like a fight card, uh, get, the first period was all Rangers. Everything was Rangers, Rangers, Rangers. And Casey DeSmith, all to his credit, that should have been a 3 nothing uh, game. But then the second period, the Penguins outshot the Rangers. I think it was 23-6. to six. Uh, yeah. I had it on my notes. I should actually have 
remembered that real quick. But yeah, there was something like, oh, 23-8. There we go. As, as much as I could say for all the positives, uh, the two goals that were allowed by the Rangers, th- it was ridiculous. Uh, listen, um, at, at the end of the day, uh, I know we're going to talk about what transpired, and you could say that you know it was, it was a turning point of the game, but there were other issues that we'll get into of why the Rangers lost this hockey game. Um, yes. And getting you know really outshot the way they were in the second uh, is definitely one of those contributing factors. Well, the goal that I'm looking for specifically is the Gensel goal, the second one, where yeah, it's I a two-on-two. Two, you just let Gensel go right by you, yeah. Ryan Lindgren. And... They, were focused, they were focused on Crosby, gave him too much respect, rightfully so. Um, and, you know, with Crosby, he could fit a pass, you know, through a, a pin-sized hole. Um, and he did his job, and he got the puck to Gensel. And like I said to you before um, – Gensel's a pure goal scorer. He had 40 goals this year. It's, that's a guy, if you give him the time and space, more than not, he's going to bury it, and that's what he did. And on top of that, we, as I said before, we played the game. You got guys coming in on two-on-two. You stick one-on-one. Mm-hmm. You don't focus. If you're the left guy, you're not focusing on the right guy. And that's why, as forwards, what do we usually do? We crisscross because yep. we want them to get yeah. – um, we want them to get confused. How he just went straight by him. That's, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. that's, that's, no, that's like a safety in football, just kind of standing there and go, yeah, don't worry, that wide receiver going by me, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but third period comes around. Let, let's get to it right now. Third period comes around, and we're going to break down the moment that changed the entire game. This, the go-ahead goal. And there's Kako moving on in. Collides. I mean, first off, good job by him getting the puck back to the front. Philip yeah. Needle scores. So there's that. Now, the reason why the sound's off also, because that way I can actually have this clip on here. So now let's go to here. So here's Cocker going on in. That's where the contact happens, and that's where he's knocked down. And Dumoulin actually is the one that really takes out DeSmith. Here's yeah. the, the real angle. Right there is where the contact was. That already yes. shoves him forward. And then all the chaos happens. There's the goal. One last angle right here. This is the one where I say that might have been goalie interference. Yeah. No, I that's where I say it might have been. Yeah. But again, it's it's he's leaning. I think he's leaning back and he's shoved forward a little bit. That changes his momentum. His skates are turned sideways, so he's trying to turn away. Yeah, but and you think it should have been a goal? Yes, I I said it. I said it on my Twitter account. Um, I feel your pain, Ranger fans. Uh, in 2019, in in round two, game one against the Hurricanes, Anders Lee was pushed into Peter Mrazek. Um, and it was pretty obvious and blatant he was pushed. Uh, and it was no goal. Uh, that was a bad call. And last night was another bad call. Um, you know, you did get you did get robbed there. Um, and as I told Mark, really the only, the only thing I could possibly think of of why they decided to wave it off and say no goal, um, was because it wasn't a situation of where Dumoulin extended his arms and like kind of, you know, obviously and blatantly pushed, shoved Kako into the Smith. Um, he kind of just, 
you know, because he had his hands wrapped around trying to, you know, I guess, I don't know, what prevent Kako from getting a shot off. But mm-hmm. he leaned forward, like, with his shoulder and kind of, like, hit him like that. So the only thing I could think of is the league probably felt the way in which he hit Kako wasn't enough force to send Kako into the Smith in the way he did. Um, that's, that's, that's all I got. Uh, otherwise, uh, I don't know what they were thinking. That, that's the only reasonable conclusive piece of evidence of what I, what I thought maybe they could have seen to disallow that goal. But otherwise um, they, you know, they, they got it wrong. They made the wrong call. It's really, really all there is to say. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it remarkably changed the game because obviously then the Rangers literally had to go out and play a second game in order yeah. to d- yeah. decide who, who wins yeah. this game. Um, and it's 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 just that could have been that could have been just the first of many moments in what could be a great run. Who knows now? Now, by the way, it shows. This, this, it, let's not walk around like it's they lost Game Seven. So, fans, obviously, yeah, I mean, you know, as I, much I as I'm trying to use the word pundit, there's still the Rangers stuff behind me. Before the before the series started, I was ninety five percent sure the Rangers are going to win, and truthfully, I'm still ninety percent sure they're going to win the series. But, however, if they go down 2-0, then it's in a situation where I, I honestly think it becomes fifty fifty. Despite the Penguins being up 2-0, I, that's how much mm-hmm. confidence I still have in the Rangers winning a series. But with that said, you don't want to go down 2-0 because then you're putting yourself in a situation where, I mean, you're leaving yourself very very little room for margin there. I mean. Even if you win and make it 2-1, Pittsburgh comes back and wins and they're up 3-1. Then you have to win three in a row. So it's just a really bad situation. I almost think if they were to go drop tomorrow, they they absolutely have to take both in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Um, uh, and and I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna drop tomorrow. So no, I, I don't I don't think so either. But if they did, then that would be they would be in some trouble there. But again, you can't have referees deciding the games that way. Like the Truba yeah. boarding call was a little bit questionable. Like the way that Daryl Sutter said it the other night, uh, the, yesterday afternoon, there was a lot of penalties you needed the replay to see. There you go. Yeah. You know what? I get it. It's, you know, when you feel like you get robbed like that, it's, you know, it's difficult to, because you, you feel like you really should have won the game. And I, and I feel you. Um, however, like I said to you before we won the air as well, um, you guys couldn't score on Louis Domingue. He's Pittsburgh's third string goaltender. And I don't know if you saw the interview, I guess, after the game, I mean, the guy was talking about how like in between overtime periods, he had spicy pork and broccoli. I mean, this guy did not expect to play, to play in the game. And again, he's their third string goalie. So I, I know you guys got robbed, but at the end of the day, you have to. I mean, you have to be able to score a goal, in Louis Domingue. Uh, you you really do. Uh, so, hundred percent right on that. And I think that's where you have to. You have to just say, if you don't, if you're not doing X, then really it it it, it wastes everything. Igor Sisterkin, 79, 79 saves for a record. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and no, he was he was fantastic, and and he was great. I I do kind of look at the game a little bit and think both teams played really well. Um, yeah. Pittsburgh did what they wanted to do. The Rangers kind of did what they wanted to do. Uh, Ryan Strom had a chance in overtime oh, yeah. to end it. That's another one. Yeah, he screwed you guys big time. I mean that 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 should have been a goal. 
no doubt about yeah. it. But there's a couple different times where I got up throughout the game thinking uh, they, they got it right here. Uh, like uh, I think it was the first period that Adam Fox made a great play, fed the slot and Vetrano shot it and uh, DeSmith made the save, but his positioning was, was on. And uh, again, if it comes down to Casey DeSmith uh, outplaying Igor Sesterkin, the Rangers have other problems. Well, so, yeah. uh, but again, I think I, I also, I said it in the preview, Tristan Jari outplayed uh, Igor Sesterkin once. This is sort of like flexing a muscle. You can flex a muscle, mm, but you can't do it forever. Eventually, you gotta like let loose. And another thing War is, we'll find its own level. Casey the Smith, I think uh, they said after the game, he's he's day to day with like a lower a lower body injury. So Louis Domingue might because Jarry's already ruled out for game two. So Louis Domingue mm-hmm. might be the game two starter. So, yeah. So that's, and, a, goal, that's Mike, a golden opportunity right there. As Mike says, Stromer has problems with empty nets. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like just you got to be kidding me. And so, but I did have a lot of positives to take away from that game. Uh, I'm just going to rattle off some of these for you right now. Uh, I thought the loft, the kid line was very strong. Yep. Uh, the Rangers power play, uh, the range, the, as far as the first power play goal goes, Pittsburgh's going to try to press the power play. The Rangers had to move the puck quickly. Fox ended up getting the goal because of that. Uh, the fourth liner is take the fourth line's taking no prisoners. I, I heard Tyler again. We we said this before. Tyler Mott, when he gets back, it, hopefully when he, when he gets back, if he comes back in time for the series, yeah, he, he'd be that's going to greatly improve that front that line. Yep. Um, I thought. Did you see the Lingren hit on? Yeah, uh, Ricardo Kell. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I mean, I, I at first I thought because I know originally they called they they called it a five and then they reviewed it, and knocked it down to a two. Um, you know, so I. I thought it was a five at first as well, but then when I saw the replay, I'm like, eh, I, th- I, I think it was a good hit that Raquel just got caught with his head down a little bit. Um, it, mm. may have been a, it may have been a little borderline, but I otherwise, I mean, I really didn't see too much of an issue with it. Uh, take a team to stats at three. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. So th- I actually thought it was kind of even a clean hit at one point. I mean, you want to give them two? Yeah, no, I, I, I could, I could see the two. Like, I, I on, 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 on the further opinion on it, uh, I also said, don't get in a power play game. Uh, the Rangers were smothered. Their download coverage was awful. Uh, and again, just the fans chanting, "These refs suck." And then overtime, <laughs> they, they, both teams just said, "Nope, they're locking it down." And Oh, it was it was just a rough one. Uh, going yeah. back to the poll, hey, we have eight percent, so I think that's still one vote that said uh, that that goal should have been uh, shouldn't have been disallowed. But we're gonna go back. We're gonna do more Q and A on this and answering more questions. We're gonna take a break and talk about some of the other series going on right now. So we're gonna do a little mini bar talk. Let's go. I'm going to take a shot on this one. You're going to say beer. I'm buying everybody around on this. Oh, my God. Well, we all need a drink right now. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to uh, Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk, where we gauge our confidence on NHL topics 
based on our choice of drink. Do you want to buy everybody around? Do you just want a beer? You're feeling so-so, or do you really need a shot? So let's start with this one. Out of all the teams that need a game to win, the Edmonton Oilers desperately need a game to win. Anthony. Um, I'm not going to go round only because I think the Panthers really need to win game two because for the season they had, if they go down 2-0, there's going to start to be a lot of doubt in that room and people are going to say, oh, well, maybe they can't handle the pressure of the playoffs and choke. So I think they they might equally need to win game two just as much as Edmonton does. But, yeah, I mean, the Oilers definitely need to win game two. I mean, they're a team um, that really – you know, hasn't taken the next step ever since they, you know, they made it to the, um, that one in Anaheim. What year was that? 20, 2018 when they lost that series. I think it was even 27, uh, you know, but I think it was yeah. 2018. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't really done anything since then. Um, and you know, I, listen, McDavid and Drysaddle can only go so long with having the disappointment of not going far in the playoffs. Um, you know, essentially after carrying the Oilers on their back all year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if they, if they lose game two, a lot of Oiler fans are going to really start to lose their patience. Um, and, you know, maybe even the front office, depending on how the rest of the series goes. But, uh, yeah, they, they they really need to win game two. And Mike Smith needs to not cough up the puck the way he did that led to the game-winning goal. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. So that's a beer for you, right? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I, I respect your bravery to say that uh, you, you don't think that they're the number one. Because I, I'm, I'm buying around. Because <laughs> the team, mentally speaking, I think Florida can come back from it if they lose a game two and they're going down 0-2 and they have to go to uh, Washington. As far as, uh, as far as this, uh, this situation goes, Edmonton goes down to 0-2. They're, they're done. They were swept last year. I can't remember the last, they, they, they haven't had the history of success. They've mm. been sort of a playoff team. I mean, because again, the playing round. So it's. Uh, that's that's just where I'm going to go with that. And they really need that. Moving on to another game that's going to be happening at game two tonight. Toronto is too fast for Tampa. Anthony. Um, you know, shot. I, I think Tampa is a really fast team as well. I just think, um, you know, Tampa, uh, Toronto came out hungry. I think they wanted to, to send the message that they're, you know, that this series is going to be a long series and that they're here to play and they can match up against Tampa. Um, you know, Tampa is the back-to-back defending champs. I mean, they 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 know that this series isn't over just because of one loss. They're a veteran. They're a veteran group. Um, Vasilevsky is a big-time money goaltender. I know he wasn't great in Game One, but um, you know, I'm sure he's going to be a lot better. Uh, and I think that you know, Kucherov and Point Stamkos, they're going to be real hungry to um, even up this series. So I, I don't think the issue was Toronto's speed. I just think that they came out and they went balls to the wall essentially Mm -hmm. um but yeah so sticking with shot all right uh yeah you know what i was gonna go beer but you know something shot and then sorry sorry about like making you look really grumpy right now (laughs) but uh it's you know what i'm uh, it's not that tampa doesn't have any speed maybe toronto is a little bit too fast tampa doesn't need that speed tampa's got size so um they're, they're a big team and they, they can, they got a lot of skill. Just wait until the first puck goes in. You're going to see the the most out of Tampa. So yeah. just it's, and it doesn't matter if they're fast or not. Looking at last night's games, Anthony, Colorado versus Calgary is inevitable. And I'm going to go beer 
because again, the reason why, and you can just sip on that if you want, but uh, one of the reasons why is because look, there are two dominating teams, but when Phil and I did our brackets, we did have St. Louis upsetting them. Their next series is going to be a tough one. Calgary, on the other hand, I think they're just going to mow right through. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go beer uh, for two reasons. One, because they wouldn't play each other in the next round. As you said, Calgary would, would have to go through either Edmonton or LA, which they should be able to do. Uh, and the other reason is I, I think as good as Calgary is, Dallas played – I mean, they lost the one nothing hockey game. Dallas put up a good fight. So, I mean, I, I think Calgary is going to beat them, but – um, I was I was impressed the way that Dallas played them. So uh, it might be a little more of a grueling series than maybe some fans expected. But um, yeah, and listen, Colorado is gonna is gonna roll right through Nashville as you saw last night. Especially if Saros doesn't come back, Nashville might just get swept. Um, and then Colorado, Minnesota, and St. Louis are good teams, but Colorado's on another level. So Colorado's gonna do their part. Um, it's just a matter of if, you know, Calgary could just take care of business on our end, but, uh, I'll, I'll go beer. And lastly, Florida needed this gut punch. Mm. You know what? I'm going to go round. Um, I think it, you know, listen, they, they kind of cruised through the regular season. Um, they kind of scored goals at will. Uh, I think this kind of was a slap in the face and, and shows them that, you know, they, this, this isn't going to be easy. You know, like they, they essentially the regular season was for them. So, uh, yeah, I think this wakes them up. I just th- I think this shows them that this is going to be a series. Washington's not going to lay down. Um, and, you know, I think that they're going to come out in game two and they're going to come out really hungry. So, yeah, I, I absolutely do think they did kind of need this punt, punch in the gut to really uh, give them a reality check of what the Stanley Cup playoffs are all about. Sometimes you need adversity in order to get yourself through and make yourself better. Ask the Washington Capitals 2018 going down 0-2 to Columbus and going back to Columbus uh, down 0-2. You know what? Uh, And hell, Ranger fans in the chat, 94 Rangers. They went through a ton of adversity after mowing Mm -hmm. through the Islanders and the Capitals. Look at the New Jersey Devils. Look at the Vancouver Canucks. They lost games in the final minute uh, repeatedly. So, yeah, of course. I think they. if you want to be the Stanley Cup champion, you're going to have to deal with stuff like this. So yeah. going down 0-1, and I know everybody is, is – hell, I predicted, I think, Florida in five. So it, it's going to happen. It's, it's just one of those things. You have to get up lick your wounds and then, and then go try to win the next, next game. Same thing with the Rangers have to do. The Rangers have to do this too. As you said yourself for four years, five years without playoff hockey. And then suddenly, Hey, all right. Oh, now we have a three overtime game. And it's the Penguins. They've been through this a million times. Now the Rangers have to go out. And the only guy that that's been through that and been through a more difficult situation for the Rangers is Chris Kreider. Yeah. Cause Chris, I mean, yeah, Jacob Trub has had some uh, success with Winnipeg, but I mean, Chris Kreider, he he, he had two, three, one comebacks. So yeah. <laughs> again, yeah, it's this is all stuff that's going to happen. And again, that's why they're serious. That's why there's more games on top of this. Mm-hmm. There, it's not the fantasy or NHL uh, ninety four uh, uh, mentality we need to have. Video game mentality, as I like to call it. <laughs> all right, so. Like I said, we did a little bit of the bar talk. 
because we just need to break it up just a little bit so we're not completely talking about the Rangers all throughout this. By the way, uh, Islander fans that are, are asking, we're going to do a full breakdown, me and Anthony, uh, soon producing a full video on that. Um, and also, I thought I had it on here. Hold on one second. Uh, yep. Uh, hold on. I got – oh. By the way, I am going to be at Boss Kroger's in Wontaw. There's the address for it right there for game two. I got a uh, Mika Zibanejad autographed jersey that I'm uh, doing a pool for. And uh, come on down, talk some pucks, have some beers. And uh, we're known for our wings. So and I'm proud to say that it's one of the places that I work at. It's, here is there's, – there's the company shirt that I got, except – uh, I'll be there as a casual fan, and hopefully I won't need as many shots as I took last night. Jesus, that that was a rough game. Uh, how how about you guys? How are you coping with the stress of that game? I'm going down in the comments right now. Uh, Denisa, uh, yes, and again, the Pens fans can deny it all they want, but the refs handed them that win. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Um, <laughs> see, I got to look through all these now, by the way, Denise, welcome to the program. Cause I think that's the first time I've seen you. Um, uh, that's a good question. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it sometimes there are teams that just can't have trouble with the second period and they, I, I'm actually going to say I think it was more Pittsburgh making adjustments and no, not just the refs uh, handing them the win. But I mean, Pittsburgh did make some adjustments, but the the two goals that, that happened, you can't lose Jake Gensel. Uh, the first one I can excuse a little bit because it was a little bit of chaos and guys got running around. The second one, Lindgren just let him streak right past him. You can't be doing that. Uh Yeah, the Rangers need total beatdowns. Uh, overcoming the refs and the NHL deciding outcomes. Again, that goal should have been allowed in my opinion, but, and again, the one thing I could say, and I'm going to go back on this. Let me just, uh, I'm going to pull Anthony out for a second, but again, just going back to this, that's the only angle that I can even see that goal being a problem. Let's back it up a few frames and go. And again, right there, there's the push. And there's, I guess he kind of goes forward a little bit. But no, I, I thought it, I thought that should have been a goal. And uh, let's just get back to me. Um, yeah, officials need to actually know the rules plus 19. Yeah. And uh, well, and again, how is Chris Lee still employed? Well, Tim Peel made a more egregious call in the Stanley Cup Finals in 2014. The puck was was at the blue line, for, for God's sakes. And Henrik Lundqvist got bumped. And then and not anything to do with that. But uh, he's... And then he had the nerve to say the puck was by you when he, go, when he looks at Henrik. Uh, just, again, the refs... Uh, the refs... Yeah, I mean, if that's but if that's really the case, the Penguins haven't done much the last few years anyway because they it's just there are games that are decided kind of by by the referees, but not series at times. 
But the problem is when those games are there and then the Penguins do win a game, I mean, it's the Penguins had four goals last night. They had four the entire year against the New York Rangers. Got to score in Louis Domingue, as Anthony said. And also, yeah, they got to, you know, they got to come out next game and you got to take the refs out of the equation. Don't to try not to get into a parade to the penalty box. That's what the, the one thing they need to do. And they need to be consistent with their calls. Cause if you're going to call a tight, you got to call a tight both ways. Uh, and yes, I think they took the foot off the gas. Well, I thought, and, and again, I, I, I thought both teams played well last night. Same thing happened. Yep. There we go. Louie, you're hundred percent right. Because that's just what I just said. Come on. Needed a, uh, you have to call a second period timeout for like forever. Yeah. Coaches will always hold on to those timeouts. They usually don't use them in the second period that often. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, six period, six periods of hockey. Yeah. And there we go. And now we got Anthony back. I always like that to be better. Yeah. There was six periods of hockey, Anthony and, Final exam today. Ugh. Yeah, it's a long. It was a long game. Uh, yes, you're on fire with these comments, hon. Uh, that's that's absolutely true. Uh, yeah, I would go with Braun the entire series. Yeah, I don't, see, I don't see any reason why Nemeth should play. <laughs> He's bad. How many games of the playoffs? Mike saying this one. Let me direct this one to you. How many th- games do you think the refs have decided so far? Or influenced. I mean, it's tough to say because you know it's night two of the playoffs. I mean, I I kind of watched bits and pieces of of different games in game one of night one, um, and last night I watched you know some of the Ranger game. I watched some of the the, the Flames game. So it's really hard for me to I, honestly. I don't. I, I want to say. I want to say none. Honestly, aside from maybe last night with the with the mm-hmm. Ranger Penguin game. Um, and again, you know, you guys, you guys got robbed. I get, I get why you feel that way, but man, I mean, you have to try to at least be objective. You couldn't score on Louis Domingue, and he's a third-string goalie. That and is, that I'm is right not, on that. I'm not saying that as an Islander fan. I'm even saying, you know, you guys got robbed. It was a bad call. But we're, we're pundits, remember? But we're pundits. <laughs> I, you know, I never, I never believe that the refs, you know, essentially decide a game really it, it affected the game but there are other moments during the night where the rangers could have where the rangers could have capitalized and they didn't yeah but it, i think this is the number that jumps out with everybody the penguins were one for four on the power play with a five on three and the rangers had one power play in the first period and then that was it now what i also think that means is that the rangers need to drive the slot a lot more and get the penguins to slash hook and um uh, just pull them down. So that's sort of, and the Rangers had a lot of giveaways last night. Um, I think uh, one of the guys has mentioned it before. Artemi Panarin had seven giveaways. That's he, him, him and, and uh, Evan Rodriguez. And Evan Rodriguez had four giveaways. Uh, Evgeny Malkin had six giveaways. Uh, th- there was just a lot of giveaways that happened last night. And when you do that, it's, it's tough to win. Uh, Chris Kreider had, had eight and Andrew Kopp had a team high nine. So, wow. However, you know what? You know, that's hockey. That's, 
And that's and that's why you got to come out with game two and and get there. And then <laughs> uh, the entire time I was looking at those stats, I lost Anthony. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the young guys played really well last night. Brody, how you doing? Oh, they learned from this playoffs. You can't take your foot off the gas. Yeah, yeah, I know it. 100%. And this is also where Gerard Gallant comes in. Because keep in mind, Gerard Gallant already went through a franchise like this that had growing pains with the Vegas Golden Knights. Although I think they never trailed in a series up until the Stanley Cup Finals in the year they went. Uh, I would have to double check that one. Uh but Breadman did have an assist. So I think he had an assist on the Fox goal. Nope. Sorry. He's a Bajanic rider. And he's going to have to play a little bit better. I mean, you, you're making $11 million. Rangers put players in front of the Penguins net. Takes off shots with 20 feet. No screens. Yep. Well, again, all the young guys, Alexei Lafreniere, that kid line looked very good last night. And. This is, that's a line that it really was lackluster under David Quinn. So, uh, and yeah, Romicello, that's right. Uh, it's sorry, I'm a crash. popular man with go. my um with my phone calls today. <laughs> it's like yeah, geez, that I gotta keep on. Uh, you, you're a popular man. That's why everybody's gotta call you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And and by the way, there's there's been crushing there's been worse losses for the Rangers over their history. If you guys remember 2015, uh who was uh Joel Ward scoring with I think it was two seconds remaining. That that was brutal. Brutal. And the Rangers came out one one uh game two. So yeah, that's stuff that'll have to happen. Uh, I believe we'll get right in game two. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this should be there. Loft was buzzing, and especially uh, if especially if Louis Domingue is the starter for game two, you gotta you gotta try to get to him. You gotta try to get to him early because I feel like you know if he starts, and the longer the Rangers go without really scoring a goal, the narrative will start to become, oh, is Louis Domingue this? You know. This story comes out of nowhere, a third string goalie, and you know, now he's gonna turn into a brick wall and then he starts to build his confidence more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the Rangers need to get, you know, score early and often against him in game two uh, and kind of break any confidence they may have had after that emotional high from game one. And fortunately, the man with the belt is returned, Mr. John D. Lee. Hey, how you doing? Uh so Sturkin, ta- uh yeah, Tzerkin tackled in the crease with no penalty. It doesn't matter, and it's 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 NBA style officiating. And you know what? The I think I think Galan's probably going to make some comments about it, and you're going to see a lot more penalties called for the Rangers in the next game. They're going to try to even it out. Yeah, uh, I like I like this though. Crash the net. They did, and they got a goal disallowed. Uh. Gun Toten Granny says, Anthony, it's been a while. Yeah. Great yeah. I'm I'm back. Move yeah. forward with what happened, but yeah. I actually I haven't mentioned anything if you want to say anything. Oh. Um 
Yeah, uh, on Sunday the twenty fourth, my uh, my mom passed away from her long battle with multiple myeloma. So it's been uh, it's been rough, um, and it's been uh, one of the reasons I you know haven't participated in some of the stuff over the last couple of weeks. It's been you know emotionally draining, but um, like I said, you know it's uh, it's over and done with. Uh, have a healing process. Uh, start. <laughs> She'd want me to continue. Yeah. <clears throat> She'd want me to continue and, you know, do stuff that I enjoy. And so, but yeah. Yeah. Well, cause like I said, if you, that's, that was for you to say, if not for me to say, so. Oh yeah. I, I, gonna, I, say it on air. <laughs> I, I appreciate um, that. But yeah. Uh, Thank you. But again, you know, it's, uh, it's good to have you back. So I'll say that. Uh, and, and of course, and of course it's, she'll, she'll live on every day with all the lessons that she taught you in life. And that's something to always remember. Yeah. Um, everybody, everybody is wishing you condolences right uh, now. Yeah, and, I, and I, pre- and I appreciate that. It's, uh, you know, it's something that you never, as rat as I told you, Mark, and as irrational as it sounds, you kind of never think that you're, you know, your mom or, or your dad or, are going to leave. And then, you know, when it happens, you just get smacked in the face with the reality of it. And, uh, you know, it, you know, it sucks. So, but, well, uh, that day is going to come for me uh, and it's going to come for me twice. So, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully many, many years from now. And I thank, thank everybody for their, for their kind words. I, you know, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, and again, you know, she, she did a good job raising her son. So, Thank you. <laughs> That's just going to continue the legacy. Yeah. Um, uh, Denisa, yeah, we uh, we covered that before. I actually thought it was a clean hit, and it definitely wasn't a five minute penalty or a two minute penalty. Anthony, they're talking about that for next year, um, where they get to review a penalty to actually completely take it off the board. Do you think that can actually happen? Um, uh, I mean, I don't. I, 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 I think if that happens, you're going to start to get into way too many things and nuances. Um, I, I would honestly hate, I would honestly hate to see that as weird as that sounds. I know, you know, there are questionable penalties taken all the time, but I don't want to turn this into where literally every single penalty, there's a stoppage, they review it and then they're analyzing it. And then I think it just becomes all too much. All right. Um, Romancello says, uh, to be fair, to be far. For the letter Kenny fans out there, the Pens experience showed they knew it. They they knew the NYR would push for the first ten minutes. They did a good job in staying calm. Yeah, that that all that all happened, and it's but that is what the Penguins are going to do right there. I actually thought it was going to be the other way. I thought the Rangers had to weather the Penguin storm, and instead, but but that happens all the time with with teams. Usually, it's the road team that. Always has to come out and the storm and quiet the, the home crowd. Place. Yep, that's absolutely right. Uh, anyone touching Igor should be flattened. Uh, got a lot. Uh, sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's it's tough. You never want to hear those things. <laughs> yeah, and but. by the way, they're not a sprint; they're a marathon. So yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Not nothing nothing's over. Nothing's over. Um uh 
again, you know, even if I said earlier, even if the Rangers drop tomorrow's game, I, I still think, you know, they have an equally as good chance as Pittsburgh of winning the series. Cause I, I really do believe they're the better team, but um, not a situation you want to put yourself in. Um, I, I'd be curious to see the stat, what the stat is on what percentage of teams after going down 2-0 go on to win the series. I, obviously I'm assuming it's, you know, not great, but I also, like I said, I don't think it's insurmountable by any stretch of the imagination. I think it, probably the NHL out of all the sports leagues, I bet would have the best win loss record with that. Yeah. Uh, where they actually do very well after going down too well, because I think, I think road teams in the NHL, they're just like, I think the NHL or hockey in general, you're more I, because of the boards, I'm going to say, yeah. because you can mentally separate yourself from the boards. Baseball, you have to worry about the mentions of the field. And basketball, it's the crowd usually is right on top of you. So that's why I think it's it's still all right. But, I mean, look look no further than the 2018 Washington Capitals. They went down to nothing. They won the cup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh there, but by the way, David, you're 100 percent right right on that about them reviewing penalties and then completely taking them off the board. But unfortunately, that is what they're 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 discussing. So you know the the one thing with um, talking about goals being disallowed. Did you see the the goal? Well, the play in Game One of Tampa and Toronto, where the puck was like basically in the air and it was practically over the line, except for like a teeny piece, and obviously it wasn't a goal because of that. But um, I I kind of. I, I kind of hate that. Like the whole, like when it's like almost like, I mean, I get it technically. How could you call it a goal if it's not all the way across the line? But then some instances like that, it's like, I mean, come on. I mean, what, it's, it's just, well, right. it's, it's so, it's, I don't know, it's silly. And I don't expect that to ever change. But just in general, the NHL review process, um, it doesn't seem like it's black and white. It's just too many, too many shades of gray. Um, and it's especially with I can fix video yeah. review very simply. Ninety seconds. Can't figure it out in ninety seconds. Call on the ice stance. And that's I mean that's that, that's, that's fair. All, then that, that's all that you're not sitting there examining it with a fine tooth comb. And if you even have to do that, that just goes to show. I mean, maybe it should be a goal, but right. I mean, and I mean, and look, NFL and uh, especially in the in the NHL, what they'll do is they'll call the goal on the ice, and then they'll send it upstairs or send it to Toronto, and then they sat they sit there and figure it out. But again, it, instant replays there to get rid of the egregious calls. We're trying to get rid of Matthew Shane offsides by fifteen feet. Oh, Not, that yeah, that <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was definitely egregious for sure. Yeah, if the football touches the white. It's a TD. Why not say no? Actually, they tried that with uh, a few years ago. They experimented with something called the green line, and it was on. It was a full puck length behind the goal, and I think they should have they should have kept it because if it touched that green line in any way, then it's a goal. Why'd they get rid of it? Instead, yeah. you're dealing with the other stuff. Um. Last night's game shows why the Rangers can never win multiple cups. No luck, whatever. Uh, whatever that can go wrong will go wrong. That's the team's history. Mr. Hyatt says. 
Uh, haven't heard anything on him. Uh, I haven't heard anything on Mott. I know he's progressing. I, I and Phil said he was ruled out for the series before. So, all right. Uh, we'll go like another. We'll go like another ten minutes. By the way, you know what? I am Anthony. I am terrible at this. I always have to apologize to everybody. Everybody, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Yeah, I'm better with the edited videos in saying that. I know it's it's one of those things. I should always be saying it every five seconds. There yeah. are yeah. uh, there are some uh, off season notes just to just to mention. I mean, the the Flyers parted ways with Mike Yo. He's not coming back. Coach them next season. Uh, Mark, your boy Jeff Blashill, you've you've been all over him like white on rice. He's he's not coming back. Um, looks like the the Red Wings are going to get a whole new staff. Um, and then there was there was one other team with the coaching vacancy. Why am I forgetting it now? Um, uh, I'll check that right now. Detroit, Philly, but there was another team prior to Philly announcing Yo wasn't coming back. Um. Oh, uh, Winnipeg. They're gonna they're they're gonna interview Lowry as part of the process, but they're searching for another head coach. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think they should keep Lowry as head coach. Also, partially because I mean his son is on the team. Yeah. So that that has something to do with it. Uh, yeah. But I I do have to say, um, you you know Blashell. And Detroit, uh, Detroit's a little bit like the Pittsburgh Steelers in this way, in this way that I have to say, they don't change head coaches that often. Uh, cause I, I think it went Blashell, Babcock, Dave Lewis, and Scotty Bowman that covered every coach they've had since the, um, <laughs> 1993, uh, I almost said 93. I had to stop myself and just remember Scotty Bowman moved on after 93 from the Penguins. But I mean, that's that's a gold that's a golden job, and I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to reunite with Mike Babcock because I yeah. the GM. Why not bring him in? He's mm-hmm. familiar with the area, and that team's growing. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. And going back to Winnipeg, speaking of them, I'm sure you did. You see uh, uh, Shifley's comments on like Breakup Day about how he said he needs to think kind of like long and hard about you know, what, what he wants going forward. And he's got to sit down with shovel day off and talk about the direction of the team. So he definitely left the door open to, you know, basically moving this off season. So I know, you know, you and Phil and we've talked about that in relation to the Rangers. Um, if he becomes available, you got to assume that the Rangers will be all over Mark Shifley. He, he'd be, he'd be an upgrade on cop and Strom for the number two center role. Um, it would just come down to the cost. What would you want to part with to get Mark Shifley? And the thing is, the Rangers kind of have a surplus of uh, players right now. Uh, arguably, although I, the way he played last night, I wouldn't give up on Capo Caco. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Vitaly Kratzov, where does he fit into this team's future? Where does some of their defensive prospects, yep. Nels Lundqvist, for instance, uh, fit into this team's future? And I've been all over Nils Lundqvist for a long time. And I think he's going to be an excellent NHL defenseman, but he would probably be part of that part. And, of that don't, deal, I would assume. and also don't forget the, the Rangers have a history of trading with, with Winnipeg right now and Kevin yeah. Shovel Day off. So that's something 
that's one reason why you can say the Rangers on that one. One thing to keep in mind, though, with that as well, you know, as you know, the Rangers have Zibanejad's new extension kicking in next season. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Fox. So they don't have tons of cap space. So in a deal for Shifley, you would also have to send somebody over that's making some type of, you know, decent sized cap hit to make the salary work. So, And as Warren is saying right there, uh, Trocheck is going to be available to next season. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of good guys that, that's going to be available. That's why I think if Ryan Strom is asking for too much money, buy. Andrew Kopp is the one I want to resign because he's yeah. going to be cheaper and more versatile. But the uh, another guy to mention, but but this is why the Shifley thing is actually good for what you're saying, because he is under contract for one more season, I believe just under $6 million. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it's that's where you already know what his cost is. And Mark Shifley is, I mean, if if you watch the uh, any of our old stuff, I, I had Mark Shifley. I mean, Mark Shifley is one probably the the second player uh, in the uh, number two in the NHL of players that aren't on my team that I would want on my team. Number one is Sebastian Ajo. I I, I talk about Sebastian Ajo all the time. So Shifley actually, uh, Mark has two years left after this deal. Uh, and he makes 6.125. Okay. Yeah. So again, you know what his cost is. Unlike, yeah. say, Trocheck, who could ask for 7 million, maybe, because you, 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 you got to find out where the market is right now. That's that's where I'm, I'm just going at with that. That's why trade market sometimes is a better thing. Like in your case, the Andres are going to go after uh, Johnny Gaudreau and uh, Phil Forsberg. Yeah. They might command nine or even north of $10 million. Well, Goudreau definitely, I mean, Goudreau's coming off a 100-point-plus season. Um, he's definitely going to get 10-plus. That's 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 without a doubt. Philip Forsberg, I mean, I, me personally, I, I say eight and a half, nine. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe he gets 10. I, I don't know if I would say he's a $10 million player, but um, Goudreau is definitely going to get $10 million-plus. There's, there's, no, there's no two ways about that. Um, but speaking of Forsberg, Mark, you think if Nashville were to get were to get swept or go out in five games, do you think he's gone? Being that he's not signed yet, I I don't know, I don't know. I I I think I think he loves it in Nashville. He was heartbroken when they traded Victor Arvidsson. Um. Yeah, it's. I think he he tries to resign, and I think Nashville tries to resign him. But if he gets the free, if he gets the July first, uh, I think it's then, July thirteenth this year. Oh, it's July thirteenth, just Sorry, like it was last year or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Because but, uh, you've yeah. seen it firsthand about a guy who's going to be the top of the market. And here's the other thing: Players Association encourages guys to get moved. Yeah. The, the, um, Donald Fear has done that all throughout his time being ahead of a union. If you yeah. got a guy that's going to be the top of the market, it raises the salaries for everyone else. And they and that then they kind of shove them yeah. out there and be like, yeah, go. You're going to pick up everybody else's money. That's why Scott. That's why Scott Boris never signs extensions. So, yeah, David, um, Forsberg, um, there are a decent amount of teams that could afford him. Uh, however, some of the teams that could certainly afford him, like uh, you know Ottawa and Arizona and you know Buffalo, all those teams, he's not. You know, he wants to win. He's not going to give a second look to. Um, 
So, but there are there are some bubble teams and some contenders that can move salary to afford him. I mean, my Islanders have the cap space to afford him, and I can assure you that if he reaches unrestricted free agency, um, you know, he's going to hear a couple of beeps, and he's going to look outside, and it's going to be a Brinks truck, and it's going to have Lou's face on it. Um, so Lou is, um, Lou is definitely going to make a huge run at Phil Forsberg if he reaches unrestricted free agency without a shadow of a doubt. And everybody raves about him like being a great teammate. And mm-hmm. uh, by the way, I, I, and as far as Nashville goes, there are times where you could say you won the trade, uh, and how he, we could say that's stupid to say, Hey, did you win the trade? Did you do this? Did you do that? They won that trade. They traded Martin Erat for Phil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and also um, from my experience, cause I went through it with the guy that we don't want to uh, mention too much in Toronto, but when your star player um, doesn't sign an extension at some point and then, you know, the season ends, and the offseason begins, chances are it's not a good it's not a good look. I mean, if you look at if you look at star players who have re-signed with their teams, they've all they've all done it, you know, either a year before they were even eligible, once they're eligible to sign an extension, they did, or they signed it in their UFA year sometime, you know, at some point during the season. So mm-hmm. um, the fact that Forsberg like has advantage had before the season. Yes. Uh, Barkov. Um, mm-hmm. There are plenty of guys that that re up um, and get it done. What so it doesn't even ever become a question. So it's I don't think. Um, it what's also I, I I hate saying this because but it, it is a Our fact. Unfortunately, I have to say this, but there's also tears. There's salary tears. There's there's free agency tears. There's uh, organizations that people are going to naturally go to. If you're any free agent agent, you're going to pick up the phone when the New York Rangers call. You're going to pick up the phone when the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Montreal Canadiens, the Detroit Red Wings, uh, and the Chicago Blackhawks call. They're, they're, they're all guys that are, they're all organizations that are willing to spend and spend and spend and spend and spend. And that's why it was so important for the New York Islanders to get this new arena, to get Ledecky, to get them back to respectability. I think you said it, that agents have been pulled that they're fourth in yeah, they were, they were in this, the league right yeah. behind the Rangers. The, the Rangers and Islanders were had the same amount of votes. They were tied. It was only the, it was only the Maple Leafs and the Canadians that were higher. And, and those are like attractive situations. Now, first of all, by the way, if I'm in Toronto and my, actually all three of those that you just mentioned, other yeah. than the Islanders, I'd be nervous as all hell. Cause once I get paid, then, then the spotlight the spotlight's on me, and it's a microscope, and it's more like a a magnifying glass on an <laughs> ant out in the sun. Yeah. You do that for the Islanders. <sighs> I mean, you could disappear into nothingness. You could be like Steve Steven Stamkos in Tampa Bay, making ten million dollars oh, playing right. golf. People don't yet, even know who he is. And yeah, they traded. Uh, it was Fiala for Granlund. Yep. Yep. And you know yeah. Fiala. Fiala. Speaking of you know players who could be moving, Fiala is a guy that a lot of people believe is going to be done in Minnesota after this season. He's he's an RFA, um, mm-hmm. and with the dead cap hits from the buyouts from Freeze and Suter, they don't they're not they don't have much space. And Fiala had a career year. He's going to command much more than five million. And I, I don't know if 
Minnesota could pay up. So yeah, he, he's another option for um, teams and, and even my Islanders too. So there's, yeah, he's, he's an intriguing option for sure this off season. Um, and by the way, I agree with this one. You're on fire with these comments, by the way. Uh, I, I signed Sammy play as well. He's going to be on a prove it deal at worst. Um, see what Kyle, yeah, I would, I, by the, sorry, sorry. I saw this one. I yeah. saying I never want to be in a goalie in, uh, in Toronto. You know where I never want to be a goalie? Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. It's the golden graveyard for a reason. Carter Hart, um, while he was better than he was last year, he looks, I mean, he looks like that. He's not the long-term answer in goal for Philly, which is disappointing for them because they thought that he was the next carry price. And uh, uh, I thought he was going to be the next carry price. I thought yeah. he was going to be great. Yep. He's fallen um, off a cliff. But regarding Denise's comment about a uh, cop, I, I think the Rangers should absolutely sign cop. But I mean, for me, um, I think in a perfect world for the Rangers, you re-sign cop and then you trade for Shifley because then you have, you know, Shifley's a Benajet cop down the middle. Uh, and that's, that's, that's really strong. One, two, three cop. Yeah. Cop, cop can absolutely, he could, he could play up in a pinch in a second line center role, but I think cop is a prototypical third line center, big defends well mm-hmm. chip in. So that, that would be more beneficial. The thing is, can the Rangers pull it off with the salary cap? That's why I actually said during the trade deadline uh, video, um, by the way, right now we got 28 people watching. Thank you all for joining. Hopefully you've left us yes, a like. Thank you. Although now we're now it's down to 27. So I guess I annoyed somebody by counting to 28. Uh, but uh, I, I said, as soon as they got Andrew Kopp, I thought they were going to be three lines deep, but they moved them to the right wing. And now Panarin took off after that 40 points the last two months for a time at Panarin. Yeah. So m- maybe tonight's just an off night. So it's, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. That's what I was about to highlight as well. I mean, when was the I mean, last when was less consistent goalie that they had that was, you know, good for longer than a year or two? I mean, I, they gave up they gave up way too early on Bobrovsky. That well, that because was, they signed uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, humongous, humongous big, yeah, Ilya Brzezgailov yeah. to an eight year deal. That yeah, you're, you're pot committed at that time. Yeah, so you know what you, you got you got to wonder with so many failures in goal for them. You know, is it? Is it the coaching staff? Is it the goalie coaches? Could because could, could it really possibly be that that literally every goalie they get is just not good or forgets how to play hockey? It just doesn't make just doesn't make sense to me. It's I, I think it's the pressure of playing in the market on top of a lot of other things. And Philly's not a huge. I mean, it's not a huge. I mean, it's a bigger market compared to some other teams, but let's not pretend it's not like the Rangers or the Blackhawks. That's true. I mean, but and also, there it's a very supportive market too. At well, times, crazy, they're yeah, also going to be critical. Crazy. Yeah, but I, I do think there is an organizational f- question you have to ask in that, like, how is it that? And by the way, even Anthony, that's a funny thing. Even when they were good, like Brian Boucher. Uh, I think they went seven years. They at least went five years where they had a different starting goalie game one of the playoffs yeah. every single year, whether it was uh, Garth Snow or Ron Hextall, Garth Snow. Um, uh, 
Tommy John Van Beesbrook, Sean Burke, uh, Brian Boucher, they had, uh, they Roman Monic. They had Tommy Soderstrom too. Tommy Soderstrom, but he never started a playoff game for them. But then Robert Esch, Atero Nidimaki. Yeah. Let me know when I get yeah. to a point where Atero, I repeat the name. Atero Nidimaki, that is a good one. <laughs> yeah, Michael, Michael yeah, Michael Layton, thank you. Yeah. Um, Steve Mason, uh, Ray Emery. <laughs> yeah. We could it's go bad. on forever in these. It's bad. In that time, here's the following people that started for the New York Rangers in goal. Henrik Lundqvist. But Pierre, didn't Czech Monarch had a pretty – he wasn't – he had some pretty good years for Philly. He did. Correctly. And then just they moved him to L.A. and he fell LA, off the cliff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you look at – so for instance, last year, Carter Hart had a safe percentage of 877. This year, it was 905. All right. <laughs> By the way, 877 save percentage. That's where you're trying to dodge your shots. <laughs> so, Anthony already is uh, He's dealing with his dog. Fortunately, my dog isn't yelling right now. There's no mailman around. So, or, the, or, or he barks at the wind. I always love that one. He barks because I swear I think that there's ghosts in the house when the dogs just bark. So, and <laughs> tell Rolf he put a uh, curse on him. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, Marty Biron was another guy. Um, <laughs> I think so. By the way, Anthony, you could tell the truth. The dog disapproved of that eight seventy seven save percentage, right? Yeah. No, the guy getting power washing done. The guy knocked on the door, but yes, that was funny timing. <laughs> um, but I gotta wonder about Hart at this point if it's even worth it to try to trade him. Um, at least change the scenery. But at this point, I mean, you're probably not going to get much for him right now. So you might as well hold on to him for another year. And maybe, maybe he finally, you know, becomes a serviceable goalie. Uh, this is my first time seeing you commenting down here. Welcome to the show. I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce that. It's Behitero of Doom. Yes. Oh, yeah. But... I'm not. I'm not the best at pronouncing names right away. I was going to say for a guy who struggles, you you did pretty well there. Woo! All right. <laughs> but yeah. Um, you know what? And you know one thing that's always great, and you've experienced this, is sometimes just listening to uh, my housemate uh, and his two year old, like just now with no. What part is no? Do you not understand? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, how come the Islanders want nothing? Uh, we, oh, let's see if that's a question for you, Anthony. Well, how come the Islanders want nothing to do with the fish stick jerseys? They need to bring those back. Uh, so over the last I'm, I'm amazed people two, love them as much as they do. Yeah. And what, what's odd about it is over the last year or two, their team store has been selling a lot of like fishermen merchandise. Um, the rumor has it was when the reverse retro jersey program last year came out, which by the way, it's back for next season. So this summer, I'm sure we'll start to see all the new designs um, that Lou 
that Lou nixed the fisherman jersey because you know he's very he's very traditional and whatnot, and that's why the reverse retro was basically just same thing as they currently wear now, except navy blue. <laughs> um, <laughs> but rumor rumor has it is I guess there's been a lot of there's been a lot of fan outcrying and pressure for it, so I believe that this new reverse retro jersey is going to be some sort of fisherman related jersey. So um, we'll see, but. Uh, that's that's the story. Um, huh. I I I still think they should not do the fisherman and bring the lighthouse and use that as the logo. I still don't understand why they never did that. They put the lighthouse on the shoulders, shoulder, yeah, but never down below. And I I think it was easy for everybody to get behind that. Yeah, Everyone. The you second the, the fisherman came out, we we called them the Gordon Fish Sticks. You know what the issue with the fisherman jersey was is that um, a lot of you know let's let's face it, the Islanders are a storied franchise. They have the four cups. I think a lot of the older generation um, was pissed off because you know it's their beloved Islanders, and then they come out with a fisherman logo. And to make matters worse, there was a time where they were a bad hockey team. So I think that's why fans you know, really hated it. For instance, if the Islanders were good in the mid nineties, when that Jersey came out, I don't think you'd have the negative connotation that it had. I think it would have been completely different, but I think it was the old guard of fans remembered the Islanders from the glory days and hated the fact that they tried to change the logo. Um, Cause look now it's all yeah. the you know younger people. And that's why they sell fishermen merchandise. Cause it's, it's popular. It's, you know, it's, I guess hip if you want to say so. Uh, yeah, so different times, but I think that was the main issue with the fisherman logo originally. I'm, I'm, and I'm one of those people that I'm not in love with the Liberty jerseys for the Rangers. I love, I, I, I love the fact that the Rangers don't have a logo on their real jersey. Just, just keep that. Yeah. They're the only team, pretty much in pro sports, that doesn't throw their logo anywhere. Yeah. Um, the Cleveland Browns are the maybe the other ones. And this, this right here is a possible because the, the reverse retro jersey last year was, you know, a navy blue Statue of Liberty. So, yeah, they, they might they could possibly do a red one for next season or maybe they do a variation of the white of the white Liberty. Um, they could go that route, too. And by the way, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> be, be, oh, OK, so I did get it right. Doom. I'll just go with Doom. Yeah, and I did that for Warren too. When uh, his thing. And by the way, Anthony, we were talking about uh, Brody brought this up, but again, having Jonathan Huberdo and Justin Trudeau kind of cross paths in my mind. For brought in Justin Justin <laughs> Huberdo, and now forever Justin will always live. So, it, I think, you know what? Turn into the skid. <laughs> I speaking of Justin, uh, you got me saying Justin Huberto. See what you're doing, Mark. Um, <laughs> Huberto, I think Huberto should should be a Hart Trophy candidate for most valuable player. I mean, the guy was unbelievable this year. Yeah, really, he really was. Um, so I know a lot of talk about Matthews winning it, but I mean Huberto. What could you say about him? He had what 113 points or something like that, or roughly. I mean that's and that's really really good. Guy's an incredible hockey player. Should McDavid be in the conversation? I mean, 
you, you you hear the talk about you know he has dry sidle and you know but at the end of the day McDavid's one of the most skilled hockey players to ever play this game I mean he's always I mean you could really always throw him up there because he's always going to have a hundred plus points and do a ridiculous thing so I think just based on his name I think he'll probably get a nomination um, I mean I I think he should win the uh, the Ted Lindsay Award for the most valuable player as voted upon by the players. The Hart Trophy, though, I, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing that go to someone else. But I think he's going to be a nom- he's going to be a nominee for both of those, for sure. Mm-hmm. There's no question. Uh, oh, what's the name for Mark's solo show? Actually, we have these. Uh, whenever I do a solo show, it's NHL Snipes. And Anthony's got clapping bombs with L Rock when he does a solo show. <laughs> so that's um, true. Yeah, which I I always I always have the um. Uh, oh, by the way, if you haven't seen it, this is what the NHL playoffs kind of look like a little bit. Hey, you're pretty famous, right? <laughs> you know what? I'm pretty famous too. Ain't that right? That's right. You know, maybe I can give you an autograph, huh? What you say, big boy? None of you seem to understand. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. <laughs> Even though I had that up on our thing. Uh, Folk is the final buzzer, by the way. Yes. Was Phil Philk wasn't at the game last night, was he? No, nah, no, nah, he wasn't. Okay. I think he was working. He was working late. Oh, uh, okay. Like, All right. Yeah. The, our schedules are so killing us. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's 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 just absolute terror. Yeah, we yeah, haven't had, had our I had our intros right here of the clapping bombs. We haven't had a uh, a full show with the three of us in a while. Yeah, because he's he's midday, uh, Tuesday through. Uh, I think it's I think it's Tuesday through Saturday is working. Yeah, and then you have your schedule and and uh, mine is. I mean, I'm exhausted for when when you work till uh, five thirty in the morning and your head doesn't hit the pillow, then it's just it. No, yeah, I get it. Rough. I get it. But so, yeah, the, the closest the closest we got. Anthony was when you came on on Sunday. Oh yeah, so, for that brief, yeah. And immediately yeah. had 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 the Triforce all together. Yeah. So, um, hopefully we so, can um, hopefully we can all cover the draft in Montreal this summer. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, and somebody will keep his mouth shut now. <laughs> um, for yeah. now, forever, you could all, all go on and do that. Uh, there's lots of. And by the way, there's still lots of like other NHL things or hockey related stuff that we're going to have to cover for the channel. Um, I've talked about this. And actually, what are some big moments you could think about? Because next year I got to do the FDNY NYPD game. Mm-hmm. Um, Frozen Four. Uh, the Calgary Teddy Bear Toss. Uh, Winter Classic, hopefully. What else can you think of? Um, the Heritage Classics, the ones that happen in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're like every four years. No, I thought don't they do it every I don't think year? They're every year. Oh, yeah. 
that's what that's what the funny part when people say there's too many games in the stadium series or the heritage class you're like yeah nah, it's just yeah you know what uh by the way romanella it's yeah the the um the white liberty i liked that one i i actually still have that one it's right over there of course you can't see my closet <laughs> from where i'm sitting yeah um all right all righty um, and uh no what were you gonna say no, I was I was gonna say you want to do like another three minutes. Yeah, another three minutes. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, because we're gonna be we're gonna, we got an early show. It's gonna be a quick show today. Trust me. Don't worry. You're gonna be hearing plenty from me in the next hopefully <laughs> three months. Oh, Dave. Speaking of the FDNY, the PD game. See, by the way, uh, Ely, you're right about that. I'd love to see the outdoor game against the Capitals. Is it? Who's the Winter Classic next year? Did they already announce it? Yeah, the the Bruins and the it's in Boston at Fenway Park. It's the Bruins and again, the, yeah, yeah. I think it's the first place to host it twice. The, the Bruins and the Penguins. Yeah, uh, buddy of mine, Pete Mackin. Oh, and and if you had if if you haven't started already, started going to us. We have written articles on BigAppleHockeyPodcast.com. And uh, there's going to be more coming over the next year that we're going to have. We're going to try. Uh, one of our goals is to get people to be blogging for every single team. So not just Rangers, Islanders. Big yeah. Apple is going to be a mindset. It's an attitude. It's also how we present ourselves. We have our opinions. We we also put our hearts into it. That's what New York is. Right. And also we can admit we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> It takes takes a little time. I hate admitting I'm wrong. <laughs> Kevin uh Kevin Weeks saying that the Devils are moving on from uh Mark Recchi and Alan Nazardy and their two assistant coaches. But not Lindy Ruff? Not Lindy Ruff, no. Oof. Yeah. I don't know about that. Well, I mean, yeah, usually the the whole, the whole staff goes, but I guess they they have more more faith in Ruff. Um, Anthony, so yeah. I still have to put the video up of UBS arena, mm -hmm. but the only thing I never caught in there was the speakeasy. Have you, did you actually check that out? The speakeasy? Yeah. Is it gets over the bar by the one hundreds? Like one twenty? Uh, I don't know what you're referencing to be honest with you. All right. Yeah, there's there's a speakeasy that they put in there, and then now they made it available only to American Express card holders. Uh, that I was supposed to go with John one time, a uh, friend of mine who runs All Things Islanders. Yeah, and we never got to go. Uh, but I, this is also something we discussed, where you you get a bar and like a, and they're like, oh, we'll make it a speakeasy, but we can't get people to go in. Well, it's because nobody knows where the hell it is. Yeah, that's part of the problem. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, Jersey needs a clean house. Yeah, I mean, again, I guess they just feel that. I mean, Ruff needs probably no more time to really evaluate him. Um, but can, can I just say it like this? What? And I don't mean to disrespect Lindy Ruff, but he's had a great coaching career. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how good he of a coach he is minus. Ryan Miller and uh, Dominic Koshik in their primes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy to coach a team when you have star players like that. But 
Um, he's been around. He has long the trophy time. winners. Yeah. Yep. But, but. all right, you all right, man. We're gonna cut. We're oh, gonna yeah. cut everything off right there. Um, I, I I might need to take a nap because I'm still trying to cope with last night. But again, Ranger fans, don't worry. There's gonna be more coming. And uh, did was that you exiting out or? Okay. Ranger fans, don't worry. It's all going to be all right. Thank you very much, guys. And uh, hope, to, hope to see you again. If you're coming down tomorrow, once again, I'm going to be at Boss Croakers in Wantaw. Uh, that is, I got it. Uh, the address for you. Oh, I had it up on the screen the entire time. Oh, there it is. I'm going to be at Boss Croakers in Wantaw tomorrow night. Come on down, watch the game, and. Uh, let's go Rangers. And this is the awkward part. Uh, just click on it. <laughs>